This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get to the Bama boy. Giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him. Turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. He's got a touchdown. Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's PJ Glasser. He is the co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 Eastern, live from MGM National Harbor. Also host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. It is PJ Glasser. PJ, good morning to you. And man, I cannot wait to get to your picks. So let's just start right up at the top with Georgia, number one team in the country, and Kentucky. Georgia off to a couple of slow starts this season. Right now, I believe they're laying 14 and a half. What say you? Yeah, Jenks, like you said, Georgia has been really sluggish to start the season. They were trailing at half to South Carolina. They were trailing at half to Auburn last week. It's just Georgia doesn't look like Georgia this season, and it just feels like they're going to get beat by somebody. With all that being said, I think this is a nice buy-low spot on the Bulldogs. You know, Kentucky ran all Mm -hmm. over Florida last week. Their running back at one point had like 12 carries for 230 yards. I promise you that's not going to happen against Georgia, especially in Athens. Yeah. So these matchups throughout the years uh, between Kirby Smart and Mark Stoops' teams, they tend to be low scoring. They tend to be ugly. And, you know, that's the kind of game that Georgia wants to play in. I've always said in these types of matchups, it's tough to out Georgia. Georgia, when your team has the same identity as like a Georgia team where you want to rely on your defense and your run game, you're just not going to be successful. You have to spread them out. And you have to throw the ball if you want to be able to beat them. So Auburn did have some success last week running the ball, but that was also in Jordan-Hare. This week, it's at Athens. I think it's a nice buy-low spot on Georgia. They're due for a full 60-minute performance type game. I think we get it this week. So I like the Bulldogs, minus 14.5. Ooh, big number there. Uh, Next up, let's Mm. go to Arkansas Ole Miss. Ole Miss coming off a... Win at a shootout over LSU, 55-49. to 49. So what's your read on this next matchup? A home game for Mississippi here against Arkansas. Chelsea, that game was nuts. Ole Miss had 700 total mm-hmm. yards of offense. You mentioned the 55 points. I think a lot of people are going to look at that game. They're going to look at the fact that Arkansas has lost three straight. They're going to lay the number with Ole Miss. I just think last week was more about how bad LSU's defense is. They can't stop Mm. anybody. I still am not sold on Jackson Dart as a quarterback. And this rivalry, 
you know, Arkansas and Ole Miss, they tend to play some some tight games. I just think 11.5 is way too many points. This is one of those games that Arkansas could win outright, and it wouldn't shock me one bit. Like I said, Arkansas has lost three straight. They're desperate for a win. They travel to Tuscaloosa next week. They're not going to win that game. So they're kind of looking at this game against Ole Miss as like the game we have to have, the game we have to win. They've had a tough stretch. They played LSU, A&M last week. As I mentioned, Bama next week, Ole Miss this week. It's It's been a tough, tough stretch for Arkansas. So this feels like the game that they have to have. I think Ole Miss is going to have a tough time stopping K.J. Jefferson and that Arkansas offense. So give me the Hogs plus 11.5 to cover. I'd sprinkle some of that money line as well. I think there's a chance they might pull the outright upset. We're talking with P.J. Glasser, co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 in the East. Also host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. Find him on Twitter at P.J. Glasser 9. P.J., I have not followed a lot of Georgia Tech football this season. I know that Haynes King has done a nice job at quarterback after transferring over from Texas A&M, but they are taking on the Canes. What is your play here? Jenks, this is my favorite play of the week, and it's mm. my favorite play because of the spot. So I told you guys before when I handicapped college football, one of my favorite things to look for, when a team has a look-ahead spot like Georgia Tech did last week when they were playing Bowling Green as 23-point favorites, they were looking ahead to Miami. They lost that game outright by two scores to Bowling Green. So now we're getting an inflated line here. With Miami, who, oh, by the way, has to play North Carolina next week. So they're definitely looking ahead to that game as well. Georgia Tech, they're really not that bad. You mentioned Haynes King. He's playing okay. They have some nice players at the skill positions, running back and receiver. Their defense isn't terrible either. Like, this is just way too many points. Georgia Tech can hang around and keep this thing close. Miami might be the best team in the ACC. Like, I know Florida State's really good. But Miami, their defense mm-hmm. is good. Their O-line's playing well. Uh, Van Dyke's looking like the guy we all thought he would be last year. So Miami's a really good team, but Georgia Tech can hang around and keep this close. So I like the Yellow Jackets, plus 20 and a half. All right, next let's go to the NFL. And sometimes there's some overreaction built into certain games where you see a team coming off a commanding win. Do you think that's the case in this Jags and Bills game? Or do you think the Bills are just that good. I think the Bills are very good, Chelsea, but I do like Jacksonville, and I love the spot for them at plus five and a half. You mentioned, I mean, think about Buffalo's last three games. Like, they haven't just been wins. They've been dominant wins. They beat the Raiders big. They beat the Commanders big. They just beat the Dolphins big. It just feels like the Bills are kind of due for, like, a, a sluggish game at some point, and I think traveling out to London after a big divisional win like that against Miami, I think that could be the sluggish game. Plus, has like any team had a bigger advantage maybe than Jacksonville does? The fact that they're already out there in London, their body clocks are mm-hmm. adjusted to that. Like, you know, that that's a huge advantage. They go out there every year. They kind of know their routine. So this is a home game for the Bills. We know how well Bills Mafia travels. They'll be out there in full force. I just think, The Jags already being out there in London, the fact that they're used to it, the Bills are coming off that huge win against the Dolphins. I think it's a great spot to fade the Bills this week. So I like Jacksonville plus five and a half. This is also my upset of the week. I think they win the game. I like them plus 200. Ooh. PJ, Texans, Falcons. Now, I said earlier in the show we've seen money come in on Houston. I like the Texans just outright this week. I'm not a believer in Atlanta. Am I being too much of a square here? 
Uh, I think so, Jenks, personally, and you very yeah. well could be right. But I'm I'm rolling with Atlanta. You know, there's a lot of Desmond okay. Ritter hate, and and people thinks people think that Desmond Ritter stinks, and I would agree with those people. The problem is, if you think he stinks based off the last two games, and you really haven't been watching Desmond Ritter play football, like he stinks on the road, and he's great at home, and the Falcons win when they're at home. Desmond Ritter in his college and NFL career, guys, he hasn't lost a home start. Hasn't lost at home. So I think it's a great buy-low spot on Atlanta, not to mention Houston. Think about their last two wins. Blew out Jacksonville. Blew out Pittsburgh. Everybody's loving C.J. Stroud right now. Nico Collins and the Texans' offense. Defense is playing pretty well. So this is just one of those spots where it's a great sell high on Houston. It's a great buy-low in Atlanta. You know, the narrative around the Falcons after the first two games was they got a nice young offense and Ritter's playing okay. And then they go on the road and they struggle on the road like they always have under Desmond Ritter. And now we're getting them in essentially a pick em against Houston. I can't get there yet. So I like Atlanta at home. That's wild to me that Desmond Ritter has not lost a home game uh, dating back to like college. Like, what do you think yeah. it is? He just likes sleeping in his own bed? It's I wild know. to me if there is actually <laughs> something to that. Uh, that makes him that much different when playing at home. PJ, I definitely want to ask you about this one because it feels like your technical or your signature AFC North game. Steelers, Ravens, a low total, but over a field goal spread here as the Ravens are laying four and a half. How do you feel about your Ravens here laying this um, semi-big number against the Steelers? Chelsea, you said it, right? Over the field goal in an AFC North game and a Ravens-Steelers game, you got to take the Steelers, guys. I've watched I've watched this rivalry my entire life. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. doesn't matter what the injury report is. doesn't matter what the records are. If we're getting a home dog over the three in Ravens-Steelers, you just you have to take that. Plus, the Steelers are coming off an embarrassing performance against Houston. They have a bye next week, right? So you know they're going to empty the tank this week. Meanwhile, Baltimore is trying to go 3-0 in the division. All three of those games on the road, you know it's not going to be easy for them. Strange fact, too, in this game, it's only the fourth time Lamar's ever played Pittsburgh in his career. Every time they've played the oh, wow. Steelers, he's either hurt or he sat out one year when the Ravens had the one seed locked up. So he hasn't played the Steelers all too much when he has. He's only thrown four touchdowns and six interceptions in those three games. Lamar struggles against Pittsburgh. I think he struggles again on Sunday. It's going to be a close, close game. Um, so I, I really like the Steelers plus four and a half. The last four games in this series have been decided by three or three points or fewer. That's the way Ravens Steelers tend games tend to go, and I think it's going to go that way yet again on Sunday. I'm definitely with you on that. He is co-host of Inside the Betting Lines every Sunday from 1 to 5 live in the East from MGM National Harbor. Also, check him out weekdays as host of Send It In at 1 o'clock in the East. It is PJ Glasser. PJ, fantastic stuff as always. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. Oh, I love getting those early picks. What I like to do is say, I kind of like this. Does PJ like it? I kind of like this. Does PJ like it? And then sometimes I think, well, maybe I'll go elsewhere. I, I do still like the Texans, but he is one thing we can both agree on. There is a ton of Desmond Ritter hate on you know everywhere and on the show as well. Do you think that's a valid handicap of a quarterback playing so much better at home as opposed to on the road? Like, I get it. Like, it's more difficult mm -hmm. to play on the road. But still, at what point 
are you just playing the game of football? And at what point are you just a bad quarterback? That's my question. That's a very good question. I, 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 it's different sports, but I tend to look at it like splits as well in Major League Baseball. There is something to be said for some players who just feel more comfortable in front of a home crowd when there's not Sleeping the grind of being bed. on the road. Sleeping <laughs> in their own bed. Oh, I just I think I feel like a win today. I'm just going to trot on down to the stadium. Maybe Desmond Ritter is that guy. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.